What do you do when you catch your clients double dipping? Hi, welcome to a really fun episode of Business Mindset Mastery today. Do you like that title? I'm rather uh, proud of it myself. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we have a question coming from a coach who's working with clients and then finding that her clients, even though they have programs and tasks and strategies that they're learning and working with her. They're going around to all the other groups, all the other business strategists, and asking the same questions, comparing answers, doing things that are not on the plan that she's designed, and she's wondering if she should say something. We've all been there. If you are an online coach, if you're an online service provider in this space, you probably know what we're talking about. Let's dive into the question and then we'll see what happens next. I'm in a bit of a conundrum. I'm a newer coach in the online space, but I'm drawing on over a decade of experience. Some of the clients that I'm working with, I've met in online communities that we're both a part of. We work together to establish their goals and the strategies and action plans they need to achieve those goals. Part of my style and program is to keep them focused and accountable to implementing those actions. I see these same clients going back to the well in these communities to get feedback on projects that are well outside what we we agreed they should be focusing on. I can see that these posts and the associated activities are distractions from doing the real and hard work that they need to be doing to get moving. Of course, all these other well-meaning people are giving advice and guidance, but all I want to do is stand up and say, stop distracting yourself, just do the work. Do I step up and say, I see what you're doing in these other groups. Why are you doing this? Do I just let it slide and only focus on the niche in which we're working? I feel like I'm doing them a disservice by not calling them out, but I also don't want to overstep my boundaries and turn into their helicopter parent with the GPS turned on. If I'm being honest, it also burns my britches a bit because it feels like they're not taking the guidance that I'm giving them seriously. I don't want them to come back and say, I didn't achieve these goals we set and it's your fault, when I can clearly see examples on a daily basis of how they didn't put in the effort to achieve achieve those goals. If I hold my tongue until that happens, then I feel as if I'm failing them as a coach as well. So here I am with two of my best buddies, the rock and the hard place. Can you pull out the crowbar and get me out? Absolutely. You know, I've been the coach that's done both. I've been the coach who's seen that kind of behavior happen where we're working on a specific thing. I've given the client specific direction and then I see them go post somewhere else about a whole different thing other than we've talked about and I haven't said anything. And there's other times when I've seen something and responded immediately with a message or an email saying, what the heck are you doing? We just talked about this. What I want you to think about before you think about the response is what kind of coach do you want to be? How do you want to move through the world? What is your style? What is your way of working with people? And if you're staying silent, if not saying anything, giving it a pass is inconsistent with who you want to be as a coach and how you want to work with your clients, then yes, you absolutely need to say something. 
you get to decide what your style is for that. You get to decide what your approach is. It doesn't have to be a ball-busting, confrontational call-out. I tend to use humor with my clients when I catch them doing it. Um, I get a little playful, I get a little silly, but I make my point. When I don't do it, I usually don't do it either because maybe it's not my business, um, maybe it's not my priority, but also like you said, you don't want the clients feeling like you're the helicopter parent and like you're doing this. So what I will do in those times when I don't actually say something in the moment, is I just catalog it away. I make note of it. And then when it becomes relevant to the work we're doing, I'll bring it up. If it never becomes relevant to the work we're doing, then I never have to say anything. So sometimes, for example, you know, I'll say something like, you know, there's always more fish in the sea. Were you going fishing today? Because I saw you ask that same question that I was, that you and I were talking about yesterday. Did you not like the answer? Were you hoping for a bigger fish if you cast out your net a little bit wider? What's the deal? And I'll be, you know, kind of playful and silly, but it's a way of telling the client, I see what you're doing. I'm concerned about it or I'm wondering about it or, you know, what does that mean? It it opens the door to have the harder conversation. I think so often in these situations when people don't know, you know, whether or not they should speak up, the actual question is, is I don't know how to say what it is I'm trying to say. I don't know how to have that hard conversation. So then it becomes the question of should I say something? I think that if you focus on finding the words and figuring out a way for yourself to communicate transparently, I think it's all going to get easier. And I think you'll have an easier way of doing it, especially if you find your way, if you find your own style, if you find what works for you. Because the other thing that I've reminded myself is in my brick and mortar therapy practice, people would come in, they would talk to me for an hour, they would tell me all their life problems, all the ways their husbands were pissing them off, all the ways their girlfriends were making them batty, and how their boss wasn't doing this, and their best friend was doing that and their kids were doing this and I was none the wiser when they left my office and went to the sort of coffee table and started talking to the girlfriends about it and saying, well, Heather thinks this. What do you think? Heather said this. What do you think? Or the friends would say, what did Heather say? I was none the wiser when, you know, they would go and do that. And everybody lived to tell the tale. What you're talking about is that when you see it, it makes you feel like you have to say something, partly because it feels like it's your job as a coach, but it's also what you're saying, that personal reaction, that what if they tell me that I didn't do my job because they got, you know, shiny object syndrome and squirrel syndrome and we're chasing everybody else's advice, but also too, that as a coach, you're a little bit insulted. So what I like to do in those moments is do a gut check. What about this is making me have a reaction? Am I just feeling a little professionally burned? Am I feeling disrespected? Am I worried that I didn't give a good enough answer so that the net needed to get cast wider? And then I ask myself, what do I know about this client? How do they move through the world? What sort of moves them, prompts them, makes them make choices. And I'll use what I know about the client. I'll measure it up against what I know about myself, what my gut thinking is, what my gut reaction is. And I'll figure out a way that's 
to say something in response, looking at what I know about people, using my insight, what likely will be going on here. And then I'll use that insight and I'll have the conversation with the client. I'll say, hey, you know what? I know you're super nervous about, you know, reaching out and trying this big thing. I know you're worried like what people are going to say about you, that putting yourself out there is going to feel super scary. And I know it makes you want to get a thousand different opinions to make sure you're on the right path path to make sure you're doing the right thing. Or I know it's making you try to build up an insurance policy against the idea of rejection, against the idea that people won't buy, that people won't like you. I see what you're doing, but I got to tell you that this way of managing it, double dipping, going to the, you know, peanut gallery and asking everybody what they think, it's not going to make any of that any better. It's not going to help you be less scared. It's not going to help you feel more in control or like you know more because more information often uses like makes us more confused it makes us wonder who we should be listening to and it causes distraction i see what you're doing i understand why you're doing it and i think there's a different way if you can create that kind of rapport with your client, if you can create that kind of conversation, then you don't have to be worried about being perceived as the helicopter parent. You don't have to be second guessing yourself and wondering what your clients are going to think and if they're worried that you're going to be stalking them. You're going to tell them what you want them to think. I can also tell you that there's times when I haven't said anything. There's times when I've kind of quietly known it, seen it, and said, you know what? Like saying something isn't going to change this story. Changing something isn't going to, you know, change the arc of the work that I'm doing, the trajectory of the client's success. It's really you know, I only feel like saying something on principle. I only feel like speaking up because it's, you know, like it's just, you know, my ego involved, like you pointed out. And I think in those moments, I just take a pass on it and I don't say anything because the point of it isn't going to help the person develop a skill set, isn't going to enhance the coaching in any way. And it's only going to be an additional distraction. So it's so much more about a gut check with yourself of asking yourself, if I had the words, if someone just told me what I was supposed to say in this situation, would I be speaking up? And if the answer is yes, then you say something. If the answer is no, then I, I think you keep quiet. But you can use like your own coaching style and how you want to be and how you want to move through the world as a coach. And you can do a gut check on that. And using what you know about the client and what brought the client to you, I think you'll be able to find your path. But it is worth saying something. First of all, because people like to know that they're seen. And sometimes people don't realize they're doing it. I can't even tell you how many times when I talk to the clients, they're like, oh my God, I'm so used to just asking questions. I'm so used to having a thought or something and just verbal diarrhea in a Facebook group or on a social media post. I didn't even realize what I'm doing. You're absolutely right. I, I, I need to stop. Thank you for catching it. And then other times, you know, people will, you know, meet me with defensiveness or whatever, and that's fine. And I'll, you know, either decide to continue to challenge the behavior and continue to challenge, um, you know, my point of view or whatever. And other times I let it go. But 
to skip it because you don't know what to say is not the right path. To say something just for the sake of saying something is not the right path. You want to be intentional and you want to have a point about it. And then you want to tell your client what the point is. Other times when I, and you know, and this is important too, there have been times when I haven't said something and I've regretted it. And I've seen somebody kind of take a right when they should have taken a left and they've gone to the masses instead of staying focused on what it is I've said. And usually in those moments, when it feels that moment of regret, it's because something has happened as a result of that person double dipping. And I'll say something, I'll say, you know what, like six weeks ago, I watched you do this. I watched you go into this group and ask this question after you and I had talked about it. I didn't say something at the time because I didn't want to be the helicopter business coach and with the GPS turned on. But I gotta tell you that I think the reason why you're struggling right now is because six weeks ago, you did this. The moments of regret, there's usually times times of going back to it. Um, and then there's other times when I've taken sort of a pass on it. Um, I haven't said anything. <laughs> and then I usually find myself saying something because I'm seeing someone else give really bad advice. Um, and then I'll just comment in the post. Because if everybody knows, like if it's transparent communication and everybody knows that we're in the same, you know, swimming in the same pool, so to speak, then my clients know that I'm in the group, that I'm likely to see it. So I'll just say out loud as part of the discussion, like, hey, I, I see that somebody's telling you to take a right hand turn here. You know, if it were me, I would just X, Y, Z. And I don't blow up the person's spot. I don't identify them as a client of mine. But the client's going to know they're a client of mine watching that interaction. And then the client's going to know what I think. That's another way of doing it is it's happening in the post because you've observed it in the post or just answer in the post. The most important thing here is to just not overthink it because when you overthink it, you end up doing nothing. So do a gut check. How do you move through the world? How does the client move through the world? And what do you want to do about it? Because being perceived as somebody who's a helicopter business strategist who, you know, is just nosy, bossy, or confrontational for no reason, those kinds of thoughts and feelings don't don't you get you any closer to the business coach and consultant business that you want. So you just have to stop, think, do the gut check, and then take action. Um, this was a fun question, mostly, I think, <laughs> probably because I like the idea of identifying it as clients double dipping. That makes me chuckle a bit, but that's exactly what it is a little bit too. So Thanks so much for reaching out with this question. I really appreciate it when coaches come in and say, hey, I don't know how to do this. It's a really good conversation. A lot of the people listening to my show own their own consultancy businesses or doing some for form of service and coaching. And it's a really good way to have this conversation on how you can build your business simply by being a better coach and how part of that is getting out of your own way and learning to say what you think in a way that's unapologetic, direct, and unapologetic afraid. This was a really good conversation. Thanks so much for having it with me. Um, anybody else who wants my two cents on your business, your life, your coaching service, feel free to find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com. I welcome your questions to fill up my inbox for next week's shows. Also too, want to make sure you know that I have created a binge list for bosses, which is super fun and super cool. It's my top 10 must listen to episodes of my show. You can find that over at choose to have it all.com forward slash podcast. Find me there. Thanks so much for a week of good talks. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.